Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. I'm Allison Kay, and I am always so excited to speak with our guests. We are heading over to the Ukraine, and one of the things that I want you to be sure to listen to in this episode is whether you own a Mac or not, you have to admire someone that can start a company and build it and build something that is so important and popular that most likely if you own an app, I mean a Mac, you might have this app on it. And so we are going to discuss um, app development, what happens when you achieve success, what you do to give back to others and help be a mentor to entrepreneurs behind you. So I would love to introduce you to Alexander. Alexander, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for the introduction. It's a great honor for me. Uh, so um, my name is Alexander Kosovan. I'm the CEO and founder of Magpaw. And Magpaw is a Ukrainian software development company. Uh, we are headquartered in Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, and we created uh, a lot of great utilities, for, both for Mac and iOS. Uh, we started uh, about 12 years ago for, uh, as a uh, like hobby project in 2008. Uh, I was still a student back then, and I created the first version of our bestseller app, ClimaMac. Uh, so it, it was a system utility that helped people to remove junk, uh, uh, clean up space, and maintain their Macs in a good shape and performance. And this was like one of the first Mac cleaners back day, back in that day. And today, we clean uh, Mac is among, among the most popular utilities on the market. And in general, we have more than 10 products right now on the market uh, and more than 30 million users worldwide. So we can say that almost every fifth Mac on earth has at least one of our app installed. Well, and what I love about talking to people about their startup stories is you're a coder, right? So you could get this idea and you could execute it. Yeah, I used to be a coder at least. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And when I started the company, so I, I bootstrapped it and I wrote the first version on, by my own. At what point did you say, I've got something here? Was it when everybody was like, hey, dude, give, give me a copy of that application? <laughs> well, uh, actually, so it was uh, really hard to start because uh, even though I had an idea in mind uh, to create a product, a system utility for everyone, uh, I spent almost one year writing and coordinate uh, during nights and weekends. 
and the hardest part was to finish like uh, 20% was the hardest uh, for me uh, but, but then I released the uh, first better version of Clima Mac uh, without any payment support or uh, so you couldn't buy it but you could download and use it and people started to write me hey uh, I cannot purchase your app I want to give you money for, for your product I, I cannot do that uh, please help me with that and uh, this motivated me a lot to finally uh, finish everything and start selling the products as commercial one. That's a pretty interesting story that um, that other people, like you said, helped you get it um, to its commercial success. At the time, was it created out of the fact that th that it didn't exist, that that you needed, that you wanted it for yourself just as much as you wanted to put it out in the world? Well, uh, the idea came from my experience working with Hackintosh. Uh, so uh, back uh, then, Apple announced that they will be transitioning to Intel. Just right, like right now, they are transitioning to their own silicon. Uh, and um, it, it was a great times when I sold my my lovely uh, PowerBook G4 and uh, had to wait till I get um, uh, an Intel Mac. So uh, I, I couldn't work on Windows uh, because I hated the system so much that uh, I started to experiment with Hackintosh. And this is where like our my, my experience came from because I, I had to build some drivers. I had to dig into the operating system and understand how it works. And uh, from there, I collected a lot of ideas how I can improve things and uh, how I can build a system utility around that. So let's fast forward to where your company is today, because I know we want to talk about Setapp, which is um, a really a great thing that we want to share with everybody. So tell us a little bit about how it grew and, and, and what it is that you're offering and working on today. Yeah, so uh, the company was completely bootstrapped. Uh, we never raised any capital and we worked on our own ideas and projects so over time. Uh, and uh, we built a lot of instruments to help us sell and distribute software, collect feedback from users and etc. And we even released a, a platform for developers like us uh, in order to help them to sell uh, their own products. It was called DevMate. And uh, for, from all of this, we collected a lot of experience how to both build great products for consumers, for end customers, and how to, uh, to help developers and to promote and sell their own software. And uh, we saw a major problem on the market. It was the business model. Uh, so we saw that uh, the uh, one-time licenses is not viable. It requires a lot of uh, support and you had to delay a lot of functionality in order to release a new measure update. And subscriptions were the solution, uh, but not in the way uh, like it is happening right, right now in, on the market, like every app is trying to switch to a subscription model. And it's probably good for, for some businesses, but it's a help for end customers because you have to pay for dozens of different apps by a subscription and you, uh, you are tired and we see a subscription fatigue right now. 
So we came up with an idea uh, that we called SetApp. And uh, the idea is quite similar to Netflix, but for Macs, Mac applications or apps in general instead of movies. So it's like a marketplace uh, that you pay one price per month uh, on the subscription basis and you get uh, access to any software inside. Yeah, I love that phrase that you've just used, subscription fatigue, because I think we are all starting to feed that, feel that, and it was, um, you know, this whole Netflix model, and you hear it in business so much, oh, just make it at this low price, just, and I'm starting to, as, as you've said, turn away businesses, and it's like, I just don't want to get tied up in that, I can't have, you know, 100 things running through my credit card every month, um, so, I think it's a brilliant, a brilliant idea. Um, let's switch and talk about, you know, you've had these concepts, you've had this great success. Let's talk about the teams and how you went, as we say, from a, a team of one to a team of some. Where did you go to find uh, your partners and the people that work with you? Well, that's a great question. Uh, so when I started, uh, I was alone. Uh, I mean, I didn't have any investment. I didn't have any extra money to spend. All I could afford myself is about $3,000 for uh, freelancers uh, that helped me to create first graphics or icon set uh, for the product and first website. So uh, all it took me to start in this whole business was about $3,000. Um, so, and from the very beginning, I started to involve uh, a lot of my friends uh, that, uh, uh, that I had from the university and I could rely on them. And over years, they became a very trustworthy and great business partners for me in my business. Uh, so, so, like I started the business with friends and uh, started to pay them small salary when, already, when we already started to sell the product. Uh, and afterwards, when uh, when there were not enough friends already, we started to hire uh, uh, hire people from the market, and it was like very uh, awkward experience back then because uh, uh, like we were young. I was uh, 21 years uh, years old back then and had no experience in doing business at all. Um, but it, it turned turned out to be great. And I want to ask you about your first product name about MacPaw. Um, how did you come up with the name of, of that app? Well, MacPaw is the name of our company. Uh, so it's like an umbrella brand for all our products. And the idea came from uh, the cat names of the early Mac OS versions. So there was Tiger, Leopard, Snow Leopard, uh, and etc. cetera. Uh, so Mac is, uh, is from Macintosh. <laughs> as a footprint of a cat or lion or whatever. Uh, so it was like a combination of, of these two words. But actually, like we, when we were coming up with a name, we had a huge list of names and we were looking for available domain name for that. So <laughs> Macball was short and available and it was a great name for us. I think it's a great name. It's it's so memorable. It's 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 easy and it's... It's got a bit of playfulness to it. And that's why I, say, I think with people that I speak with, it's, it's interesting to hear some of this, the stories about how they came up with the names. You know, are they meaningful to them? But more importantly, are they meaningful to, to the market? Um, Alexander, tell us about how you are now mentoring and giving back to others. 
um, that have come up behind you? Uh, so um, today I, I can say that uh, we give back a lot uh, to the community, especially in Ukraine, uh, because besides running MacPo as our main business, I, I am also an investor uh, and partner in small VC firm in Ukraine. Uh, so there are two, two of us in this uh, uh, VC, uh, but uh, anyway, we already invested into 15 companies in in Ukraine, and we helped and mentored a lot of entrepreneurs here, and tried to build uh, more and more success stories, and just like Macball itself. Oh, I, I happen to know because we've chatted out outside of this podcast that that you're a dad, um, and I believe you said your children are one and three. Yeah. <laughs> um, so has so had how did that change your life as you know as a CEO and a company founder you know driving and doing what you you you're doing and then you add family into it. Uh, well, family is quite important for me, but I couldn't imagine how hard it would be <laughs> uh, because uh, I was uh, fully committed to the business. Uh, I spent most of my time, free time uh, on, on my company, and now I have to <laughs> split it and to dedicate some of the time to, to the family. And it's uh, actually quite difficult for me. I, I haven't found the right uh, work-life balance uh, combination and uh, I feel like it would be impossible to start the company if I already have kids. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think probably for most people I speak with that, that balance is difficult. I mean, it's crazy, for, it's crazy for me. And I was sharing before we started, um, I'm at home with a 16-year-old and 14-year-old right now. And it is difficult. You, you feel like you're, you know, you're always pulled between your, your heart and your business and you know, your, your family and the things that you want to do. Um, and so I appreciate what you're, what you're saying. Um, and this is where I also say, I always admire the spouses and partners of the business leaders that I'm speaking to, uh, to hold it together. Cause it's, it's a, it's a big journey. Um, when you've got a, a bold heart in the world of business. Well, uh, I actually got, uh, was lucky because my wife helped me to create the business as well. Uh, she helped uh, at, the, at the very early days. She helped me with uh, customer support, then with marketing, and then she uh, be, um, became responsible for the whole operations in MacPaw, and she was quite uh, helpful for me. Well, then we need to give her a shout out on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so. I always like to hear if there was a, a naked lesson, if there was something that like stripped down that was just a little bit of a, of a pain point, because I know you do work with entrepreneurs coming up behind you, and there's got to be something that you learned or a piece of advice that is rich that you share with them. Yeah, sure. Uh, so actually, uh, a lot of advices I could give, but probably among the most important ones uh, is... So I tend to see a lot of entrepreneurs coming for us for advice or investments. And some of them are uh, thinking about, okay, uh, only the exits or the investors, how to satisfy investors, how to raise money, how to, uh, uh, how to become a millionaire, basically. And they are forgetting about the main thing, about the, uh, the customers and the problems they, their business will be 
solving for these customers. And this is uh, quite important, uh, I believe, because uh, when you have the right motivation uh, to build a great company, a great product that will serve customers, money will come afterwards. It, it doesn't uh, uh, necessarily uh, have to be uh, money-driven only. Uh, the same happened with us, for example, like when I started Mac, I never thought about building a huge business, uh, about becoming a huge company uh, or something like that. I was thinking about like how to create the best user experience for, for, the, for, for the users and how to create the best product that will solve a particular problem on the Mac. So I think this is like the focus and this motivation is among the, the, the most uh, important factors. Uh, also, uh, like along the way, uh, I really understand that people uh, at the core of, of every business, especially uh, IT business, and uh, every entrepreneur should pay a lot of attention how to uh, acquire great people, how to keep them motivated, and how to grow people inside the organization. Um, because r right now we have a, a team of almost 260 uh, employees, and uh, they stay with the company for a long time. We have people that uh, from the very first day with us, and uh, this, uh, uh, so we created in a culture inside the organization that uh, promotes uh, people and uh, allows them to open up and try different uh, uh, skills that they have. And uh, eventually they will, find, they will find the best spot, uh, how they can create the biggest value for everyone. And this is quite important. So just imagine when you were sitting in your, your, um, at your university campus to say that someday you'd have a, be running a company with 260 employees, you must be very, um, I don't even think proud's the right, the right word. Um, it, it's just so impressive. Now, are most of those employees um, in the Ukraine or are they spread throughout the world? And most of them are in, in Ukraine. We have several smaller offices in uh, London and uh, uh, in the Silicon Valley, but yeah, most of them are in Ukraine. Okay, so last, we're, gonna, we're getting at our time, so we need to wrap up. But I want to ask you, where do you, uh, again, as a CEO and a company founder that's, that's achieved so much success, where do you look to for um, inspiration for either leadership or business knowledge? Um, are there, are, do you have a favorite book, favorite podcast? Uh, well, first of all, I follow a lot of trends uh, that are happening right now uh, in the ecosystem, in the industry, and I tr try to catch up something that will be uh, more important uh, in the upcoming years than, than uh, anything else. And probably this is uh, like the biggest inspiration and driver for some changes in the company for for me. Uh, I wouldn't say that I follow some particular uh, authors or blogs. I try to gather as much information as possible from uh, all of the locations, analyze it, and then uh, implement some of the ideas uh, inside of the organization. So for me, I, uh, I have these tactics that uh, uh, well, that I call, call idea lab or something, uh, where I um, uh, collect 
any ideas, any thoughts about product, about business, people, whatever. Uh, and I try to write it down in my uh, OmniFocus. And uh, it, it, sometimes it's hundreds of different small uh, improvements, small ideas. And uh, after a while, I process them and I analyze them and try to create uh, something meaningful, meaningful from these hundreds of small uh, ideas. And this is my approach how to like, build products and, and continuously improve the company. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, when I speak with business owners, I always talk about you know, being a futurist. And that's, that is spot on it, what you, what you just described is, you know, because you know, we, we hate to say it, what got you here to today isn't going to keep you propelled forward necessarily in the, in the future. So that's fantastic wisdom and, and advice that you've shared. Alexander, we'd like to ask our guests, um, you know, what's next? If we do come in the future and speak to you five years down the road, uh, what's the dream and, and the vision for your business, for your family, for life? Yeah, that's also a great uh, question. Uh, like uh, for us, uh, because we don't have any external shareholders, we don't have, have any liabilities to creditors or whatever, we are free to build the company we'd like. And uh, one of the directions that we uh, identified for ourselves is to create a dual purpose organization. And uh, what does this mean? Is to create a successful business first in order to, to uh, to give back to the society and uh, uh, social project second. So uh, I believe we will be uh, investing more and more time and money into some uh, projects that could change the, uh, the world around us that can solve some uh, problems with uh, pollution, with uh, cities uh, mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. So, and in order to have a bigger magnitude for, for the changes, we have to build a greater and better business. And uh, I hope it will, uh, it will work out for us. Well, we wish you ex extreme luck in that. And, and I know that um, I love speaking with companies that, that do social good and that believe like in the sustainable development goals and, and what we need to do. Um, and I have no doubt you'll be successful in that arena. Tell our listeners how they can um, find you and find your company. Uh, yeah, that, that's easy. Uh, you can find our company by uh, our uh, domain uh, macpon.com uh, or setup.com uh, uh, for our marketplace. And you can f reach me personally by uh, my Twitter and tag Kosovan. And Alexander, thank you so much for giving us the, the gift of your, your time and, um, and for representing Ukrainian business so well. Um, I know that our listeners, if you have a Mac uh, and if you likely have Clean My Mac on your computer, um, you did not know that you were um, also helping support thriving business um, in such a, a great country that needs the support. So Alexander, again, thank you for being a guest and we hope that we stay in touch in the future. Thank you very much for the opportunity. See you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.